Thank you so much for inviting me. I mean, this is amazing. And thank you for what you're doing. Um, my name is Lisa Rao. I live in Bossier City, Louisiana. I'm originally from San Antonio. Um, but I run the Juliana Grace Ministry, where we minister to families who lose babies in miscarriage, stillbirth, and early infant loss. And um, that started because I had my own loss. Um, there's a need in, in that field, and um, a lot of these people are kind of ignored um, and because we don't know how to deal with pain or death here in America. Yeah. Um, I God kind of put it on my heart that these, these, this group of people needed to be ministered to. Okay, I just have, like, my notes here so we can, no, <laughs> so I can ask you all the questions. Okay, so you started the ministry after the loss of yes. your Yes, partner. so um, I don't know if, I'm sure you've heard of miscarriage yes. and early infant loss, like SIDS, or, you know, soon after that. But stillbirth, um, I'd never heard of it. I don't know if you've heard of it. I'm, yes. So I, I'd never heard about it, and so I heard about it, in my early, like, kind of my late twenties, uh, and when some uh, this woman was sharing the, her story with me, listening to as a Christian, and we were at a Christian event, and she's sharing her story, and even as a Christian, I didn't know what to say. I was very uncomfortable. I di- um, I didn't want to hear about it. I wasn't even thinking about children. I was thinking more focused on my um, career. Um, so a few years passed, and we started our own family. We decided that we wanted to start our own family, and. My husband and I had great jobs. Um, we, I was in tip-top shape. I did kettlebell training with a friend. Yeah. And um, I, I, when we decided to start a family, got pregnant quick. My doctor loved me. He said I had the textbook perfect pregnancy. Wow, yeah. um, everything, you know, seemed right in my life. And so this was kind of starting a new family for me was a new beginning because I, I have a very traumatic past. And so the first trimester passed. And I was like, okay, you know, the, the fear of losing a baby is gone because mostly people lose babies in that first trimester, yeah. right? And so you hear people announce their pregnancy after their first trimester. And so the second trimester came and um, everything was fine. Well, around my 22nd week, um, I noticed I, Juliana started moving and we hadn't named her at the time. Um, but she started moving, and so I expected her movements and stuff. And my doctor was like, "Yeah, you can, you know, start, you know, listening or feeling for movements." Well, her movements changed, and um, I, I started to get concerned. And so then one day, all of a sudden, she just rapidly started to move. I took a video of it and I sent it to my mom. My husband was excited. We were all excited. Well, then the next day, she quit moving. I didn't know that these were signs to look for, and I should have gone to the hospital. And so um, I called my coworkers, you know, and I started telling people, like, you know, she's not moving. And people were like, oh, just drink some orange juice. Go, you know, eat something sweet. She's probably you know, asleep. Or babies do that. And so, but I knew in my heart something was wrong. Yeah. I should have gone to the doctor. Um, but I went to work on a Monday or a Thursday or something. And um, I was like, no, it was on a Monday. And I, I went to work because I'm responsible. <laughs> and I got there, and all my coworkers were like, no, you're fine. Um, she's fine. You know, everything's fine. Well, I went to the doctor. They put me right in to do an ultrasound. And I looked up at the screen, and my baby wasn't moving. Yeah. And uh, at this point, we were 23 weeks pregnant. And so another nurse came, checked, and then my doctor came in and said, Lisa, I'm sorry, she's gone. 
And so my first baby, not knowing anything, had it, I mean, I, I, I was thinking, what did I do? I must have killed my baby. I must have done something wrong. I really thought I ate wrong, even though I was eating very healthy at the time. And, I, and then I thought maybe I was working out too hard. Um, and so that led to me having to go through um, the delivery. And what people don't know is after certain, after even, sometimes even after the 15th week, you have to deliver your baby. Yeah. And so I went through the normal delivery process, had, you know, all the, the pain. Uh, I didn't know anything about an epidural. I didn't get an epidural. I, I went through everything and we gave birth to a one pound, five ounce Juliana Grace. She was 11 and a half inches long. Um, There's a lot of things that happened during that time that I wasn't equipped for. And so towards the end, I had this photographer that was supposed to come and take pictures. And I declined, which I still regret to this day. And she left this basket full of books and stuff. Mm -hmm. We get home and uh, and I see this basket. I thought I had her camera equipment. And it's filled with books and music and scripture and all all this stuff to help deal with my grief and to help understand through a Christian's or through God's perspective of of what heaven was, what death was. And as I'm going through this, I can hear God telling me, we I want you to do this to other families. Yeah. We need it breaks my heart to see families going through this and nobody's doing anything. You know, they're getting pats on the back. They're like, oh, you'll get pregnant. Or at least you know, they start saying crazy things. So so early on, I had a calling and I heard the calling. And so um, early on, um, God God kind of walked me through the beginnings of the ministry. So that's how, that's why I got that's started. That's how you got started. Yeah. Wow, I'm so sorry that Thanks. happened. Yeah. Um, so with your ministry, um, we were talking about how um, you were able to, what was it, um, pass a few laws in yeah. Louisiana? Yeah. So yeah. as the ministry started, what happened is I started giving out baskets and I would drive to people's houses. It was the beginning of obedience for me with the Lord, which was very scary. So I began to deliver baskets and then started to mail out baskets filled with all these items. And then early on, whenever you have a baby, um, you have to pay medical bills. Yes. You know, I went to counseling. Um, I still had to go to work. Um, we didn't miss a beat financially because we had, you know, we had prepared for this. And so instead of ba- buying the, you know, the, not the crib, but instead of buying things for the baby, we were paying medical bills off and paying counseling bills off. And so I remember um, my insurance company covered some bills, but not all the bills because we didn't have a live baby. And then you can't take like off of work, mm-hmm. I was able to, but yeah. some people came. Yeah. And and I, I found out through the ministry that some people had a stillbirth and went to work the next day. Wow. Like it was, I mean, it, it's, it takes a financial toll on, on your life. And so um, early on, God was like, you know, we, I want you to pursue these bills and, you know, these things. And, and so um, I, back in 2000 and I want to say 19, um, I got with a group in New Orleans, and we pressed hard to pass a tax credit bill here in Louisiana. And I, it was, it was a, it was a long emotional journey, um, and just pleading with all our uh, representatives here in Louisiana that um, this is a forgotten group of people who are have lost a baby, 
and um, we, you know, they a lot of people need financial help, and so and we we got passed a two thousand dollar tax credit, and so it's a one time tax credit for those who have a stillbirth. So that's a stillbirth is after the twentieth week. Unfortunately, these th- I mean, you still kind of endure the same meta- like financial bills before mm-hmm. um, the twentieth week, but you know, this is this is a start, and so that passed in two um, um, in two thousand nineteen, and then this year. Um, another thing was I wanted a birth certificate or something, you know, you, you have it, you get a death certificate, which is the weirdest thing. Um, but I didn't have a birth certificate. So a few years after my loss, um, I went online to see if there was such a thing and there was, and I, grace of God, (laughs) I actually met the person in 2003. Three, I think that um, she had a stillbirth and she pursued a law here in Louisiana to get a stillbirth type of certificate. It's called a missing angel certificate. And so through meeting her and talking to her, um, I was able to get my certificate. And it was kind of really cool because um, I actually was able to send some like things I wanted to pass here in Louisiana and I was able to email the governor. And so the governor at the time, you know, read my stuff, said, these are all great things. And his wife actually had me on one of her blogs. And so uh, it was, it started getting the ball rolling. Well, this year uh, I had emailed uh, Representative Raymond Cruz and I said, we need to do something for people who lose a baby before the 20th week, because then again, you're still left with the same bills and that emotional toll. So this year we passed a law that um, gives certificates to families who lose a baby in miscarriage. Yeah. And so it's, 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 I don't know the title, unfortunately, it's like miscarried child, um, but it's, it's a commemorative certificate. So it's really cool that their little lives are now being validated yeah. by the state of Louisiana. That's so amazing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And it's really cool. And so you've had your ministry for 10 years now. 10 years. Yeah. It's been 10 years, September um, this year, since Juliana's been gone. Okay. And um, with your ministry, can you talk more about how it helps families and mothers? Yeah. So, um, again, with my when I got my basket, um, it had... It had scripture, which is which is great, but it also had um, stories of other people who have had losses. And so, one person had uh, two losses. She lost two babies, and she goes to the Book of Job. And I don't know if you know anything about the Book of Job, but he lost everything. Okay, <laughs> like yeah. he, I mean, he literally was following the Lord wholeheartedly and lost everything. And um, and so, through his journey, I got to learn of God's grace and love. Um, through the pain and through his pain, God was able to make beauty from his ashes. And then um, there's a book that we include in there called Heaven, and it basically talks about heaven yeah. and where our children are and where our family members and even dogs and yeah. animals. And so these books basically kind of gave me an armor to protect against like the, I, the Bible says the wilds of the enemy. And it's just like, just you know, you get, you get like, you, you self-condemn. It's like, what did I do? I must have done something wrong. I must have sinned back when I was 15 years old and this, and God's punishing me. And so through it, I learned that God doesn't punish that um, when he created the world, it was supposed to be perfect. We were never supposed to experience loss, but because of sin, we have diabetes and cancers and child loss. And so it was through this journey of just reading and diving into these scriptures and music that 
kept me from committing suicide um, and kept me from becoming an alcoholic or a pill addict. And all these things crossed my mind. Yeah. I didn't want to live anymore. And um, and so this, this basket saved my life. And I just remember, like, the Lord just really telling me, like, I, like, he wanted to minister to people in the way he ministered to me. And so in First Corinthians, it talks about, you know, we should minister to those. Um, we should comfort those with the same comfort that God has given us. And so that's what I'm doing. And, and I, don't, I don't call people up and say, hey, how did the basket minister to you? I send these baskets, and God does some amazing things. And occasionally I get letters saying, you know, this is what I was looking for, or I thought I was alone, and now I'm not alone. And, and so it's, you know, it's not a, a cure-all, yeah. but it's the beginning of healing for these families. What do you put in the basket? So I I do a lot of um, books pertaining to grief, lamenting. Um, it's okay to be angry. You know, things talking about that. I include my story. I include scriptures and music, coffee mugs, um, a bear. We, I, In fact, I have helped create um, other, not well, not create, but help others create other ministries. And so this one girl called uh, her bears or her ministry is called Barrett, Barrett, Barrett Bears and she includes this bear that just you know it's for people you have this thing called empty arm syndrome when you lose a baby and you don't I mean you don't have to lose a stillbirth just any baby and so um this you know it's like it's having something just to kind of grab onto and cry onto and some and sometimes the kids grab that's the first thing they grab out of the box and they run to their room because they're grieving too and so I even include things for kids Nice. And teenagers, and so it's it's to minister to the whole family, or maybe to the mother. Maybe the mother's a teenager, and so um, you know I want to make sure that they know that they are not alone. And the Bible says that uh, God has collected their tears, and so um, it, you just feel so alone. And so, um, like I said, for me, it's like I wanted to end my life. I couldn't imagine going on anymore after my daughter died. You mentioned that you don't follow up with family. Has any of them ever contacted you and be like, How, you know, this helped me so much? Or Oh, yeah. 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 And so um, one, like, one of the very first steps of obedience that I had to do is I had I finally had, had my second child, which that's a whole nother story, yeah. getting pregnant again. Um, but I was going to deliver this basket and I didn't want to bring my daughter because I was like, that's going to trigger, you know, that's 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 going to be hard. Well, I couldn't get rid of I couldn't find a, a babysitter for my daughter. And so I ended up bringing her with me. And what I was going to do is leave the basket and leave. But she she saw me and she opened the door, and said, come in. So me and my daughter walks in and my daughter's like starting to walk, walk at this yeah. time. And she had, she had, the night before, she had literally gotten back from the police office or the police department because her baby died of SIDS. And unfortunately, if your baby dies of SIDS, it's horrible because they, the police, like, they're trying to make sure it's not, a, you know, a murder. Yeah. And so, like, they, they interrogate the, the family and it's just a horrible experience. So we get there and I'm ministering to her. I'm hearing, listening to her story. I pray with her. And then I leave the whole time thinking, oh my gosh, like, she's probably getting triggered by another little girl that she does, you know. And so I get a message when I get home and she said, seeing you with your daughter there gives me so much hope that I can survive the loss of my her baby. And so 
she eventually had um, like runs where people would run in memory of her daughter. And she started doing some amazing things herself. But um, that was kind of it gave me hope that, OK, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and, and so just through my life and seeing that now I have joy. It's been 10 years. Yes. And the first I want to say the first two years were really hard for me. But you can survive, and that's been the that's been the feedback. Is people are surviving, they're seeing that there is a silver lining there, that um, God hasn't left them, and that um, they're able to minister to other people now, and so it's encouraging. Yeah. Any advice that you would give families that had went through the same experience that you've went through? Um, my biggest advice is to go to a church that that is going to minister to your soul uh not somebody not a church that's going to tell you to pray it off even though i do believe in prayer um i do believe that we are to to be there with those who grieve um god says it's better to be in the house of mourning you know and it's better to be with somebody who is grieving because I don't know if you've ever kind of been with somebody who's grieves, but when somebody grieves and you're there by their side, um, you become that safe space. And so for me, when I went to my church, um, I, they, they ministered to me just by being present. They didn't tell me, Oh, just do these 10 things, you know, or they, they ministered me through the scriptures. They, they used the word to just fill my heart. Um, the, and in Psalms, David, he, you know, he was angry and he lamented and he's like, look, God, I've done this, 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 and this is what I get back. Like, this is how you treat me. And so like he, um, but he, he always like came back and said, but I'm still going to worship you. I still love you. But that's how the relationship is with God is somebody needs to help you lament. And like, it's okay to say, Hey, you know, like for me, it's like, I I thought this was a beginning for my life. You know, I thought having a baby was going to be like finally I was going to have joy in my life because I had such a bad traumatic childhood. And I so I lamented and my church kind of taught me how to do that through the book of Psalms. Um and they didn't have they didn't have all the right answers, yeah. you know, like people didn't have an explanation for for my pain. They just said keep seeking the Lord. And so um, it was frustrating at times because I was like, well, what's the purpose? You know, like, you know, I'm a Christian and I love God and this is what I get. I feel like I'm being punished. And um, but they didn't they didn't rebuke me. They they were there with me in the pain. And so my biggest thing is go to church, go to go to go to a church um, that is going to be there with you. I want to go back to the laws is there any other more that you're so so yes there's two laws in congress um and it's so funny because like early on like you know god kept putting these things in my mind and one of the things was research there's the research data collecting here the united states is pretty non-existent and um in fact it's we are i want to say we are like 185 out of 195 people with the highest stillbirth rate we're america here in Louisiana? Here in, here in America. In America. Yeah. And so like countries like Australia, Japan, Norway, um, I think the United Kingdom, they have like that's their top priority yeah. is to save babies. 
um, from preventable stillbirth. And so, but here in America, we don't, there's, it's, the data collecting is terrible and there's missed so much misinformation. And so by the grace of God, I fell into a group um, last year and through our advocacy, we were able to help create a pilot program to start research here in America, which um, they finally produced a uh, a research document. Um, It's like a 35 page document of stillbirth. And so one of the bills that we want to pass is called the Shine for Autumn Act. The Shine for Autumn Act happened because um, this woman, um, Autumn, um, lost her daughter. I'm sorry, woman Debbie lost her daughter, Autumn. And so she tried to go through the insurance companies to um, help with um, stillbirth. It didn't work. And so she, they told her, we need money. So she now, uh, this bill is asking for like $5 million, $5, $6 million over the span of five years to start collecting data, wow. to start training a fetal pathologist to correctly do autopsies on ba- on um, preborn babies. Um, right now, if they do an autopsy, they don't know what to look for. They don't, they don't know that they need to look at the placenta because the placenta, if it's not growing properly, can, yeah. you know, harm the baby. Um, there's a lot of little things that, um, like, I have a gene mutation. And I have, I, I've, through being in ministry for so long, I found out that a lot of people with the same gene mutation has ha- have had many stillbirths. Oh. And so um, I have to take a different form of folic acid. And so th- there's just a lot of things that we know now that we just want to implement yeah. and start saving babies. Because a lot of, we, we want to save preventable stillbirths. The other bill that we're trying to get passed is called the Maternal and Child Health Stillbirth Prevention Act. What they want to do is we have um, the title, the Social Security Act, Title V, is maternal and child care. Um, so if you're pregnant, um, it's 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 pregnancy. It doesn't address stillbirth. It just addresses pregnancy. So don't eat the cheeses. You know, take um, you have to take certain shots. Um, you get education, you know, take take the, the prenatal um, vitamin. And so it's education. And also uh, when you have a child, it's like, oh, okay, get your, your child shots. These are the shots that you need to get. Um, when your baby's born, the mother is um, holding her baby and the doctor's like, okay, make sure you burrito wrap your baby. You don't yeah. put things in the crib, you know, things to look for. There's all, all this research. So they're asking to p- include stillbirth into that Title V. Mm-hmm. And so... With this, they get money for all this research. We're asking that that money would be used for stillbirth. So there's an app called Count the Kicks. Okay. Count the Kicks. You can actually start counting the kicks at 28 weeks. Yeah. And so um, at 28 weeks, the doctor would be like, hey, you know, now that you're this far along, everything looks great. You have a textbook perfect pregnancy. Download this app. And what you do is you start counting moves, rolls, kicks, everything. And um, you, start ca- you start counting and then you, it creates a data information sheet. So when, if your baby, their movements change, yeah. then you have this data to give to your doctor and say, this isn't normal. Like my baby normally moves this many times in an hour, but this time it moved, you know, this many times. And so then the doctor can be like, okay, well, let's, let's see, you know, let's do a, 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 like a light stress test to see how your baby's really doing. And so this app has saved hundreds of babies' lives already, wow, but in, in Iowa, 
yeah. and in and overseas. And so if through this act, this the, this money would be like, hey, let's just buy materials, let's put them all throughout the United States, and let's start saving babies. And so um, these bills, they're not they're not trying to start from scratch. They're they're it's it's information and data that these other countries have implemented that we need to start here. here yeah. And we have to start our own research because America refuses to use other countries' research, yeah. even though it's been proven. Yeah. And so um, this this bill has already passed the Senate. We need to get it past the House now. And so we've been working very closely with a lot of our congressmen. I've had multiple meetings with um, our congressman, Mike Johnson, here, and many other uh, uh, men, he- uh, men and women here in Louisiana. We actually had... Um, I want to say Troy Carter, a congressman down south, who signed on to the Shine for Autumn Act here in Louisiana. So I'm really excited about that. Um, So we just want to save, you know, lives and we want to save, I want to personally save uh, the pain that families will endure if um, we keep losing babies. We're losing, I want to say, 20,000 babies a year to preventable stillbirth, not just, you know, like like what I had. I mean... Right now, we're praying for a baby who was born at 23 weeks, and he is his name is Eli, and he's yeah. doing great. He is, um, I want to say, he's 25 weeks now, and he's in the NICU, and I mean, he's doing amazing. So imagine, you know, imagine if we if somebody is born at 30 weeks, yeah. they're way more, they're way ahead than this 23 week year old baby, and so um, it's it's been a journey. But a, a lot of mothers and families throughout the United States are we're pursuing these bills, and we're you know we're trying to advocate as best as we can. We just have to um, we have to find the money for the Shine for Automatic. And we want both bills passed yes. um, because um, if both pass, the more lives will uh, will save. And they and they they both ask for different things, um, but. I don't know. I just want to save lives. I just yeah. want to save babies' yeah. lives. That is, that is amazing. Yeah. So for um, everyone that's listening, um, how are they able to help? Yeah, so if they want to, we need more advocates for the Shine for Autumn Act here in Louisiana. I'm, I think I'm the only advocate right now. And so they can go to the Shine for Autumn Act website. It's, I want to say it's shineforautumn.org. Um, they can just go um, look it up in their search engine online and um, contact Debbie and she'll get right back to them real quick. And so basically what I do is I contact our congressmen. They send, um, the Debbie sends out these um, emails that we basically can copy and print and paste and send yeah. to all our congressmen. Um, I've been to um, Washington, D.C. twice this year, and I've actually met with their staff members. Yeah. Um, and they're they're all so easygoing. So it's not, it's not hard. It's not like, oh, my goodness, like what if I don't know what to say or do? It's, it's sharing. If you have a story, share your story. Share my story. I tell yeah. people you may not have ever had a stillbirth, but you know my story now. And so you can share that because my story does have an impact. Um, and so, but we all know somebody who's had a loss. Um, and so we can share their stories or we can just be a concerned constituent saying, Hey, these, these two bills look like, you know, we can save lives. And I, I, I'm pro that. So let's go ahead and see what can you do? Can you, can you sign on as a co-sponsor? We would love for you to sign on as a co-sponsor. And so you can do that with the Shine for Automatic and, and then for the Maternal Child Health Silver Prevention Act. 
the same thing. Contact them and say, hey, what can I do? And, and, and the biggest thing is just I post everything on social media. Keep sharing everything I'm sharing. Yes. Keep sharing everything that um, the Shine for Autumn Act is sharing and the Maternal and Child Health Silver Prevention Act is sharing. And, you know, getting let's get the attention of our politicians because they're the ones who can make a change. Yes. Um, it's really easy. It's, again, and I, I keep reiterating that because people think, Oh, it's Congress. Like, I, how am I? Like, what am I gonna? What can I say yeah. um, to change someone's heart? But it was my story that got a congressman signed on to the bill, and so that's amazing. Yeah, wow, it's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really cool because, like I said, um, before I lost my daughter, I wasn't. I wouldn't say like a strong Christian. Um, but after I lost her, I didn't have anything else to give. So I told God, "Fine, do what you want with me." Uh, but please don't let my daughters, my daughter die in vain. And so through that obedience, through me just having that faith that he was going to do something, um, um, I mean, I'm, I went to Congress, you know, and I went to I went to um, the Capitol and we went, not Congress, but went to the Capitol and um, I advocated. And I'm thinking, wow, like because I was so obedient and I was terrified. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like this is some scary stuff that I, I was walking into. I mean, I'm a, I'm a college dropout. I didn't do well in school. Like I'm not very eloquently uh, spoken, um, but because God was able to do what he wanted to do for a, for a while with my story. And because I was obedient, um, we've gotten laws changed here in Louisiana. You know, like it's really cool. Like I'm not, um, I'm, 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 I'm an average person. I homeschool my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a stay at home wife. I have the same laundry and dishes that we yeah. all do. I, there's nothing impressive about me. But I mean, you've but, done so much yeah. already for the yeah. amount of time that you started this. And yeah. Until now and then you know to the future, it's just it's amazing. It's it's really cool. But and I and I I I, I give all the glory to God because He kind of told me and there I could have said no. That's that's. Yeah, you know, but you listen to him. Yeah, and now you're doing all these things. It's really cool, and anybody yeah. can do that. And that's that's the hope I want to give to people who lose who lose children or lose anybody. Yeah, you know, or, or are going through a hard time um, with anything, with a sickness or a child who has autism or anything. I do want to ask, um, what are your future goals for your ministry? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I my goal is just to to still continue to minister to families and mothers. I think the biggest thing is just letting people know that they're not alone. But through that, um, it's it's been all these added on things that have been coming my way. And um, there's always been some secret prayers that I've never told anybody because I'm like, what if I fail? Yeah. You know, and so I think God is still answering prayers um, through that. And the, one of the cool prayers is I've, I've, prayed for different organizations to pop up and they're popping up and I'm able to talk to them and encourage them. Oh, keep doing what you're doing. You can do this or you can, you know, you can start this way. And so helping start ministries or nonprofits has been really cool. Just, just through encouragement. Um, so I, I, I want to continue to do the same thing as encouraging people that if there's anything they want to start or feel like God's calling them to start, yeah. um, I would love to encourage them. That's um, amazing. So yeah, yeah. Um, just <laughs> just hearing you speak because, um, you know, it's my first yeah. month doing this or like I'm almost in two months. Yeah. But um, I mean, I've been wanting to do a podcast and I didn't know what podcast I wanted to, you know, specifically what niche I want to be. Yeah. In. And 
um, there was just one day where it was like I was just praying to God. I'm like, let me know what like what, what I can do. Yeah. So we have an nail salon, and then my husband had a restaurant and it closed down. Mm-hmm. So around the time where they were having like um troubles during the restaurant to where it already closed down, that's when I found this building and. I was telling my husband, if they don't give me, you know, the right, um, what do you call it, rental, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, Agreement. that's that's yeah. um, within my budget, I don't yeah. want to do it. But yeah. the night before, I was praying to God. I'm like, please help me find, you know, a place where yeah. I can do this. Because I was going to do it in my salon, but I, I didn't think it was going to be a good, you know, yeah. place and stuff. And then so when we came here that morning, my husband posted that or, you know, told everybody that the restaurant was going to close down. Yeah. And then when we came here, um, we were I was talking to um, the owner and, you know, she was asking me about what my budget is and stuff. I'm like, I don't know, you know, just <laughs> not, you know, over this yeah. or, you know. And then she's like, well, actually, that's the number that I want to give you. Da, 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 oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And then so I'm just like, okay, I have this now. Like, what now? And then I'm like, please um, just, you know, like, give me more signs, like, yeah. what I can do. And then I'm like, um, I reached out to this one business. And I said, if I don't get a sponsorship from this business, like, that's because – I'm like, you know, I I want to look for signs and like if I should continue or not yeah. do it, you know? Yeah. Before I signed a lease on this, I contacted that business. I don't know for some reason it just it just yeah. popped up in my mind yeah. and, you know, so God does. <laughs> yes, and it was like, you know, like uh reach out to this person uh the business. Yeah. And it was Main Squeeze. Uh-huh. Yes. So they were my first um, sponsorship. So I contacted yeah. them and I called there and the lady was like, no, uh, I'm sorry. You know, the owner's not here. You mm-hmm. know, give him a call. Called him. He didn't answer. And then he texted me. And then um, he was like, uh, what, you know, what is your purpose and all this and yeah. all that. And I told him, I said, uh, my purpose of this podcast is to grow locally. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to help, you know, small business owners or like, people like like you you know have yeah. a voice and like put it out there in social media because social media is such a big thing oh yeah yes and then so he agreed to it and then he sponsored my he sponsored one of my episode and then from just that from that on it just kept growing and growing and growing and then like I'm in my my second month now and it's just I have so many people you know in my inbox that want to share their story or like promote their business and I want to do that for them but at the same time I'm still you know full-time on my yeah um my nail salon business yeah so I think it's just it's amazing you know it starts small and there's you know there's nothing wrong with starting small I encourage people to start small instead of like jumping all in and doing all, all the things start small and be faithful and um um just, you know, seek the Lord. That's the yes. thing. Seek the Lord. And if this is in your heart, you know, and this is right, it's going to, it's going to produce, you know, fruit. And if it's not, it's going to fall. And when it falls, don't try to pick it up, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. if it falls. Um, but like, if, if, th- if God keeps, I, uh, my pastor says, if God keeps throwing bones at you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just keep going. And so, my my biggest thing is seek the Lord and be faithful with whatever He's calling you to do. And I think what you're doing is great. Like sharing, Thank you. I was telling my husband, I was like, it's quite amazing. Like you're sharing your people's story because we're. I mean, we're all Bozier Shreveport. I feel like they're a bunch of family. Yes. You know, I, I, everyone here is just amazing. Um, and Louisiana 
I'm from Texas. And so when we think of Louisiana, like we didn't think much, I, I didn't think much of it. But when I moved here, like the, there's some good rich people here, yeah. like rich, not in like money, that too, but like mm-hmm. just rich soulfully. Yeah. And so the fact that you're wanting to invest in your community that yes. way, to me, speaks val- volumes of you as a person. Like, I think that's beautiful. And um, I think God, um, I think God will bless you Thank as long you. as you just keep your eyes on him. But I, I, I've listened to some of your podcasts, like the very first one. I was just like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. this is so cool. Just, you know, just your heart. And um, so, yeah, just, just keep pursuing the Lord and keep doing what you're doing. And um, things won't always go your yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've probably <laughs> experienced that. Because for me, um, when, it, when God was calling me to do it, I had a pastor, a different pastor at the time. I kept trying to tell him, like, there's this ministry that I think we should start as a church. And like y'all, like y'all did. You know, I was thinking it was other people. And finally he got frustrated. He said, Well, just start it. And I was like, Me? (laughs) Like me. Like I'm a college dropout. Like, yeah. Look, same. I was a college dropout too. Yeah, like I was just like, but you know, you think, oh, I need to have all these accolades. And so um I and then I just started and I was just out of faith. And I opened up a Facebook group and I said, I'm going to start this ministry and through it, what I didn't know, I think what you'll start learning is through it. Not only does God want to bless you through it in a different, in a way that you need a blessing, but other people will start healing from their pain. Yeah. And so I, the bear thing, for example, um, I got a bear when I left the hospital and honestly, I was like, this is dumb. Like I want my baby. I don't want this stupid bear. Yeah. But this woman came to me and she said, Lisa, I had a miscarriage. I lost a baby before the 20th week um, and I bought a bear. And that is what I grieved into. And nobody knew. She couldn't share with anybody her pain. And it was at her bridal shower that she was miscarrying. And she went home and she would cry on this bear. And so she started donating these bears. And through that, God was able to minister and kind of heal her through that and she it was like coming out of the closet with her pain because people again say the dumbest things and they don't know how to deal with your pain and so uh, and then another woman would uh do the scripture cards and that's that was her ministry was donating scripture cards and then people who got baskets would then um send us money yeah to buy more things so it became this like revolving door of um I would give out and I would get more and I would give out and I would get more. And it got to the point to where I was like, I'm going to have to create a nonprofit. And I would pray about that. And here's, here's the obedience that I learned is um, when God says, no, don't go around him. So I wanted to be a nonprofit and God kept telling me no for years. So one year, I mean, I was reaching that thresh point where I was like, we're going to have to create a nonprofit. And I prayed and prayed and prayed. And um, God kept saying no and we got a new pastor, and the pastor fell in love with the ministry. Yeah. And he came to me and said, can you be a church ministry? Wow. And then God finally said, yes, this is what I wanted you to do the whole time. And I just keep thinking, like, it would have been a disaster if I went against him. Yeah. And so, um, like, be obedient. And I try to get other people involved that God didn't want involved, and that ended terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and it hindered some things to ha- that happened in my ministry. But... Be obedient, even if when it feels like, but the law says I'm going to have to create a nonprofit, you know, like this is what, 
if God says, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. If he shuts a door, just be obedient in the hall until he opens up another door. That's, that's you know, that's the biggest thing, you know, you need to do. Um, one more thing. Um, you've mentioned, like, uh, uh, the families of the mothers that had lost their babies, they would say like, you know, not the nicest things or like, yeah. What, what advice would you give those families and how they can comfort? Yeah. So I actually have videos on my, on my uh, website now that are those for those people and pastors and churches have, have listened to them and, uh, and people have listened to them. So basically, you know, don't tell them that, you understand if you don't understand, you know, I, the biggest thing that somebody told me and we weren't even close. He said, I don't even know what to say. Like that's, that's horrible. Um, and then, you know, if someone has had a loss, don't, don't, don't feel, don't, don't expect them to be themselves again. Yeah. They're going to be grieving. They lost the, they lost the baby. Even though they like, you probably never got to see their baby they still lost the babies. So whether it was not born yet or born already, um, I think that first year is hard because let's say like if you lose a baby now, you not only that you lose a baby, but you lost all the hopes and dreams. The yeah. first East, uh, Thanksgiving, the first Christmas, the first Easter, that whole year you had plans for. You had plans for the future, what college they were going to go to, you know, their room decor. Like you're, you've lost all these memories that mo- mothers especially create when we get pregnant. And so don't expect them to be themselves. If they're going back to work, um, Meet them with, okay, if a baby, if somebody's pregnant that walks in, are you going to be okay to be around them? Because seeing another pregnant person is so triggering. Yeah. Um, when I walked out of the doctor's office after I found out that Juliana had died, this woman was walking in or out to the doctor's office and she was, I don't know, seven months pregnant. And I looked at her and I lost it. Yeah. I just cried because I'm thinking somebody needs to tell her the dangers of pregnancy. And, um, and just seeing other people, it's like, you don't ever want anybody to experience the pain that you experience. And so just be present. Don't, don't, um, don't say God has a purpose and plan, even though these things are true. That's not the time to say it. Um, don't, you know, drive your friend around. If they've been in the home for long, go on a silent drive and it's okay to be silent. We don't have to. A lot of people say things because they're, they feel awkward because of themselves. Yeah. They feel awkward. They don't like the silence. Um, if you go to a friend's house and they've lost a baby, ask them if they can. you can just come and sit with them, clean their kitchen. Yeah. You know, If you're going to do a meal train, put an ice chest outside and say, leave your food in here. Do not knock on the door. Do not you know, do anything. Just leave your food in here. Like They don't want to see anybody. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, and so like, don't. The first, the first things that come to your mind, don't say it um, unless the Lord has like really made it clear to say it. Um, because, I mean, it was it was horrible. It was horrible for me. And um, this one woman came in. Oh, now I won't ever forget. Hers was probably one of the worst things. She brought some food and she came in all happy. And I don't know how many weeks out I had been after my loss. And she looked at me and said, "Are you pregnant again?" And, and I, I think she wanted me to be happy again, yeah. you know, and, but 
another pregnancy wasn't going to replace yeah. my first baby. Yeah. And so um, just, you know, and, and then like when someone has a miscarriage and they're like, well, it's just a miscarriage. You don't know if they were on, on uh, trying to get pregnant for five years. Yeah. They finally got pregnant. You know, we don't know people's stories. Yeah. So we have to be delicate and we have to be the, the safe person, the safe space for them to come and and go to with whatever they need. So. Do you have any um, last words for our listeners today? Um, if you've had a loss. Um, you will survive. You will survive. Um, it is horrible. It is, I mean, I don't think I've ever experienced anything worse than losing my child. But if we, if we, if we give God a chance, as hard as it may be, and we may be angry at the Lord for other things. And then on top of this, God can take it. I think we don't, we don't realize that even though God is holy and powerful, he, you know, his son endured the cross and he, uh, he endured human lives. So he knows the pain that we, we experience. And so God can handle our anger. It's okay to be angry. Yeah. Um, it's okay to, um, to avoid situations that may trigger us. It's okay to skip holidays. Um, do what, do whatever's going to help you, um, deal with that pain. Um, don't, don't brush the grief off and give yourself grace. I mean, you may go into a situation where you need to tell people, look, I may cry today. Okay. But it's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to cry and I'll come back. You know, if I cry, if I get sad, it's okay. Um, it, just because people get uncomfortable with it, that's their problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's um, on them. Yeah. It's on them. Um, they need to learn how to deal with grief and loss. Um, but like, give yourself grace. Don't rush into things. It's okay to, you know, don't don't be worried about making other people happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, give yourself grace and contact me. You know, I'll minister to you. You mentioning that, where can they contact you? How they can how can they contact you? So they can you? find me on social media. Um, my Facebook is is public. They can go to my website, Juliana Grace Ministry, and I have a social media account for that too. Um, I get back to people really quick, so just contact me and yeah. um, I'll help you. If you if you know somebody who's had a loss and you have no clue what to do, um, I'll help you there. If somebody is headed to the hospital, please contact me soon because then I, I want to give you tools that is, is going to help that family um, give birth and all that. And Because you have things like you need to encourage families to hold their babies. I know this is weird, but hold your babies, take pictures, take prints, spend time with your babies. Um, there's some hospitals that have devices that we help actually donate. Nice. And then another organization, help donate that will actually uh, preserve the body to um, so you can spend more time with your baby. There's just a lot of things, milk coming in, just a lot of things that need to that they need to be addressed. And so just, you know, I, that's where I can help you with, help yeah. you with um, whether you're an individual or church, you know, I can help you and equip y'all to yeah. to deal with these things. Everything that you, you're you doing is just amazing. And I thank you so much yeah. for coming here and talking to me. Thank and you sharing your story and your ministry to our listeners. Thank and you. I know we're going to be reaching a lot of people on here. And I, and I hope, you know, they reach out to you because this is such a a great help for the community. Yeah. And yeah. Again, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm here. And we, again, like we started in state and now we're, you know, we're, we're sending baskets all over the world. Yeah, and so it's, it's been really so cool. God, I mean, God can do 
anything with just a little, little bit of faith. Yes. <laughs> so um, um, thank you so much for having me. I think what you're doing is just phenomenal. Thank and you. So.